everybody, and welcome to another new edition of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark. Mark, good morning. How are you, sir? Hey there, sir. I'll another roundtable. I am uncomfortably energetic this morning. I was feeling the same way about how you showed up. Oh, my gosh. I just like cartwheels and like gymnastically flipping into the room. It's way too early on all of the coasts for that. Well, you know, the secret here at LFP Worldwide Headquarters, I don't know if you noticed this, but we have a new uh, barista in the building. And they serve some delicious, delicious coffee. And I may have had too much coffee. I've had too much coffee. I think we're serving blueberry up in the cafe today. Yeah. Well, you know, I did notice something. I wanted to remark on that. Just this is a, I wanted to ask. Because your name is Mark. You want to remark on it? I I always do that. (laughs) Uh, You're clever. Your name is a verb. (laughs) Um, Still gets me to this day. Oh, my God. Gosh, yeah. you've just blown my mind. Yeah. I mean, more than this coffee. Uh, wow. But I, I noticed something weird I've never seen before, and I'm wondering if what, our, what's that, Mark? Our, our talented and handsome and beautiful viewers would be able to tell sure, us if they've experienced this before. Yeah. So I went up to the barista, and I said, uh, uh, like, I need some coffee, because I was really tired then. I'm not now. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. And and they said, Clearly. okay, sir, you want some coffee? And I said, don't call me, sir. Don't look directly at me. I'm the talent on, on air. Yeah. And, and they said, okay, here's your coffee, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then they said, and I quote, yeah. Do you want sauce in your coffee? Have you ever heard that? I like I've heard fla- like like sea salt caramel mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then chocolate something or other. I don't yeah, know. I've heard flavorings. Sure, I've heard syrups. syrups. Yeah. I've never heard sauce. Well, we're we're fancy like that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a new thing up in the cafe there. Although I, I did, some guy asked me if I wanted sauce in my stuff once, and I said yes, and that was a mistake. So, no. just, but we won't. We this is a family show, so we won't talk about that. Enough of back alley, Alan. Yeah, this is right. this is modern day family man, Alan. We don't. No, it's, it's, those it, days. They're, they're delicious sauces. No, uh, there's a caramel. Oh yeah, that. Uh, there's a sea salt caramel. Yeah, uh, white chocolate. White chocolate sea salt. Uh, no, no, no. That would be ridiculous. That's just stupid. That's yeah, dumb. And then chocolate, I believe, are the four flavors they had today. It's it's a it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I used to work at this place. At, uh, you, I don't know if you remember this or not. Yeah, coffee bar is called Marbucks. I do remember that. Why why hasn't Marbucks come to the LFP Worldwide? headquarters studios that's what i want to know well actually uh the upper brass is trying to work out a contract with them oh, right now nice um they're they, hopefully they're going to be a, there's going to be a cooperative crossover really soon yeah. it used to be that marbux was a subsidiary of viridian dynamics oh i remember, remember that yes i do yeah um so, i don't know they may give up the rights to marbux um, well Money talks, Mark. That's what I've learned in my many, many years of uh, being on this planet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Money talks, and then, and then the, you got. Then there's coffee. There's coffee. It doesn't talk. No, and it doesn't rhyme either. <laughs> it doesn't I, I don't know what I was really going doesn't. for. Yeah. The, like if I remember, Marbucks had the Torani, uh, the the syrups there. Mm. Yeah. That that, that, that that doesn't sound right. Yeah. T O R A N I Torani. No, I know that's a thing. Yeah. And it's a real thing. Because oh, you did you Marbucks is cheaper than that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Tarago or it's like it had some horrible, horrible knockoff. But Corani. I mean, it was it was nearly as delicious. Yeah. More oh Morani. That's what it oh, was. <laughs> see. That's a, that's a good callback to Bugs Bunny. Uh-huh. Nicely done. Yeah. We were talking about bugs this morning. We were. There's some of those episodes you can't watch anymore. In a lot of them, like, yeah. the, and then I was just watching Popeye the Sailor. Oh no! Why? Like the early you ones. Run that one for me too. Well, the black. I certainly am the black and white ones. Like when it first oh, yeah. first came Those out, like in school. the uh, sure. I want to say the the 30s. Uh, maybe maybe late 20s, but yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Can't do it. No, no, no. It's no damn good. Check, check that out on the Googles. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go look at it in, in a room by yourself with the headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause God forbid someone hear that. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. Yeah. You'll cancel yourself. You know what I'm saying? No, we're, 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 we're not endorsing. We're simply no. saying it's, it's interesting from a historical perspective. That's fair. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like providing that context. Oh, I'm, I'm all about context. Context is king. Hey, speaking of context for today, Mark, I think we're actually here to cover a specific episode of Parks and Recreation. Is that right? That's what we do. Oh. Yeah. Today. All right. I've got to be honest with you. I'm yeah. crashing now. <laughs> See, we we waited too long. That's the downside of sugar, right? Everything yeah. is a hill. Did you know this? You pretty much are either on this Running side of the hill, that hill. or that side. <laughs> yes, thank yeah. you, Kate Bush. Yeah. yeah. Is that who does that? Yeah, she running up that hill. Oh, yeah. I thought I made that up. No, no, no. That's that's an oldie but a goodie. Mm. Thank you, Stranger Things, for bringing that back. Mm. Yeah. That's where I heard it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So. But, what are we doing? Uh, we're doing this thing called uh, Season 6, Episode 10, Second Chance. Now, you I don't could think argue so. This That's is, not a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You'll see why in the episode. It's not even a word. At first, I thought it was a typo. It's, yeah. Yeah. But the cart isn't it a typo. No. See, we'll get to it. All right. We'll get to it. Harvey says no as well. <laughs> well, Harvey would know best. I guess. I thought that was a TV show. Har no. <laughs> Har that was Harvey's father knows best. <laughs> I remember that show. It was awful. <laughs> you almost had coffee oh, spit spew. all over yeah. you just then. The coffee spew. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That does take me back to Marbex now. So, Mark. Uh, <laughs> just, just mean. Just you, mean. You mentioned Harvey okay. this morning. Yeah. What's up with him and Constantine? Oh, I know they the battle just, I don't continues. Know. They, it rages, as look, they say. <clears throat> apparently, this rivalry between him and Constantine this just keeps elevating. Oh, like, my it God. just gets up and up. So, yeah. like, we it, need a de escalation. That's what you, we like, need. You go yeah. down the list. They insult each other constantly. They, yeah. they used to fight constantly over uh, uh, parking spaces. Sure. Now they just refuse to even work with each other uh, yeah, uh, on the same day. Yeah, we can't schedule them on the same day. Remember yeah. when Constantine had his hit sensation, uh, Con Constantine's Comedy Corner? Harvey actually went under the radar and came out with his own comedic segment, Harvey's Har Har's. Yeah, it was even worse. Didn't do well. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's not great. Yeah. But it, they remember when they had the robots, the battling robots? Robots, yeah. Is yeah. A, a, Robotr Robotron. A, a ro Robonstantine. Robonstantine. And That's uh, right. Car yeah. Carvey. Because then, like yeah. the auto, whatever. Yeah, um, I remember that. Now. And then Constantine's dating Hardy's sister. That didn't help matters no, at, at all. That just re. But if you go me. out into the parking lot, yeah, they've elevated. This. So right now, the parking lot of LFP Worldwide Headquarters. You do you know what you're yeah. going to find? Right up the door. Harvey right. and Constantine are continuing the trend set by our new barista. Oh, they got food trucks. Really? They have competing food trucks right now. What might one get at one of these food trucks, Mark? <clears throat> I well, my understanding. I mean, after this recording, we're we're gonna go out and have lunch, right? Oh, commercial break. Sure, I'm not gonna oh, wait. Fair. All right, <laughs> let's get to it. Um, Harvey has a hot dog stand. Yeah, and Constantine has an onion ring stand. Naturally. Oh my god. Because what else are you gonna do? What else would he do? Well, I'm just glad he's like deep frying him because I thought he was just gonna be like just come just up and take raw, a bite. Raw yeah, onions. yeah. That's what he's doing in the back. Actually, onion rings sound kind of good right now. I gotta mm, be honest. Yeah. yeah, they certainly do. Yeah. If they could only stop having food fights with each other, because they're only like fifteen feet apart. See, we should have put them on either side of the parking lot. 
you know, oh, that one been of them so could be over smarter. here in executive parking by my spot. Yeah. The other one could be over there by your spot. Oh, it's, yeah. Parking lot F? F. Yeah. You know what F stands for? I do. It stands for parking lot. You better freaking get me back yeah. in my parking space. F. Yeah. Yeah. Fail. <laughs> for fail. <laughs> for fail. Hey, speaking of fail, before we do that, Mark, uh -huh. why don't we talk about that episode that I mentioned earlier? The one that's not a word? It's a word. Mm. Chance. Second chance. Yeah. Was written by Amy Poehler. Huh. Well, I guess it is a word then. That's she she cool. would know. She she made it up. Yeah. So it's an Amy word. Hmm. Which actually is true in the episode as well. So we'll we'll get to that. Like was it I just said. written by Amy Poehler? It was written by Amy Poehler. I mean, she has the golden Go, pen. The golden pen. The golden pen, yes. Okay. Um, usually most of the authors, you know, author with the rest of the writing room. And sometimes there's a an official co-writer right. as well. But in this case, not officially credited. Oh. See, I, honestly, I thought this episode, because it's I like supposedly, yeah. depending on how you count, sure. maybe the 100th yeah. episode. It's thought, real close. I thought Mike Shore co-wrote this with her. I, I feel like Mike Shore basically co-wrote all the episodes well, that, that may be yeah, true. Yeah. When when he, he was the focused on this show and not, yeah, exactly. Not on like the next show in his canon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his corral, the, 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 the sure corral there. Yeah. 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 You need to get in that sure corral and continue watching the shows. Speaking of Mike Sure, he actually makes an appearance in this episode. I heard that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, also directed by Dean Holland. So, oh, I like Dean Holland. Yeah. So, so you know, that Dean Holland, Mike Schur combo, or in this case, Amy right. and Mike. Um, yeah, pretty good. I agree. It packs a punch. Right. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into that here. Score shortly. three. Exactly. Well, you know, what's funny is we're getting close to the end here. Amy wrote five total episodes. This is her fourth, mm -hmm. which she got the golden pin. Right. And uh, Dean directed 27 total, which sounds like a lot. And it is, it is. the most prolific. Mm -hmm. But this is his 21st. That tells you how deep we're getting into the show. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're, we're there. I mean, basically, we're right at halfway through the season. Very, very close. Right. I think this or the next episode, depending on how you count them. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's happening, Mark. It's happening. It's happening. That's what I heard. Hey, why don't we get into today's uh, synopsis and we'll actually make it happen? Oh, thank God. I never thought we were going to get there. Yeah, like we 30 just, minutes. Go on and on and on. Let's move on. I love the banter. No, banter sucks. Okay. <clears throat> I uh, broke this sucker down into three stories. Yay. Yay. The hey. judges say yay. I did it. Now let's see if you got them in the right order. All right. Uh, so my A More story. Pressure. My A story is entitled, There's no council like city council like no council I know. Thank you, Ethel. Yeah. It's beautiful. Is that who did that? Ethel Murmurin. Oh, I thought I made it up. All right. So <laughs> here's the thing. Um, on Leslie's last day as city councilor, she gives newly elected councilwoman Ingrid DeForest, which means Ingrid of Forest. Ingrid of the Forest. Just yeah. wanted to translate that for you. Yeah. Thank um, you. She gives Ingrid DeForest a tour of council chambers and shows her where her seat is. Soon after, she reluctantly packs up her office, says goodbye to her dream job. Ben tells her getting away from city council is the best thing for her. However, just then, they see on TV a live press conference with Sexy Dexy, Councilman Dexart, responding to yet another sex scandal. Mm. This inspires Leslie to challenge Dexart for his seat and she begins preparations for another campaign. Ben points out a number of flaws, but Leslie isn't hearing it and she pushes forward 
uh, with such tasks as talking with uh, Shauna Mulway Tweep, uh, seeing if she can get some 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 business going there. AKA uh, the Tweep. The, the Tweep. Uh, she's seeing if she can get the Tweep going there. She's uh, quickly handcrafts her own banner. This is not good. No. Uh, sets up her own press conference. Still having reservations, Ben manages to convince Leslie to run her plans by the gang mm. so they can offer her some feedback. Nice. What will happen? What will the gang think about Leslie running again? How does Leslie's press conference go? Is there anyone that can change Leslie's mind about this? Stay tuned to find out. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, up, Mark. I um I didn't really have a theme with my titles this week. It's no. Semi-random. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So my, my title of the story is, uh, you know, kind of playing on the French word there. Redux or reflux. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Because you know, kind of a bad feeling there yeah, in your stomach. Yeah, damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, how I love those French for? words. Uh, yeah, I love the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Ron does not. No, no, no. no. Oh God, no. no. It's crazy craziness. All right, hate some B story entitled Shark Tank Pawnee Edition. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Tom officially hands over Rent a Swag. To Dr. Saperstein and receives his money, a portion of which he hands over to his investors, which, as we remember, is Ron, Donna, April, and Jerry, Gary, Larry, Larry Barry, Lenny, I don't Terry. Know. Yeah, whatever. Remembering lawyer Trevor Nelson's words about how successful people get others to work for them, mm. Tom decides that instead of him coming up with his next idea, he will get others to do it. So Brilliant. Tom proceeds to set up an idea pitch meeting with various like Shark Tank uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Shark Tank. Those uh, are called Pawneepreneurs. <laughs> wow. They, they're different. <laughs> yeah. Well done, sir. Thank you. Unfortunately, all the Pawneepreneurs, their ideas suck. So yeah. out of desperation, Tom turns to the Parks and Rec gang for new ideas. Mm. How will this turn out? Will the Parks and Rec gang have any good ideas? Is there anyone who can talk Tom out of his funk? What will Tom plan on doing next? Stick around, podcast viewers. All will be revealed. Dot, dot, dot. Nice job. And by the way, your stories are in the correct order today. Oh, good. You know how I know that? No. Process of elimination. You've done two of the three. Noise. And and uh, you agree with my official notes I was given. Wow. Because you know, Mark, I'm way too lazy to actually do any of the work myself. You are. So I have, I have the interns do that for me. I've often said that when I've spoken at several Parks and Rec conferences, they <laughs> asked me, you did that. what's yeah. Alan like behind the scenes? Yeah. He's way too lazy to he do just his barely own work. Shows like up. he he yeah. almost doesn't get up off the cot that well, we have next to his microphone. If we're gonna be honest, today was a tough one. Yeah, it really <laughs> you, was. You yeah, like this coffee okay. is starting to kick in. Uh, no, Yours it's good. Clearly has. Well, I've got a second cup now, so I'm now oh. uncomfortably energetic again. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna crash soon. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I yeah. it will wake you up here in about. What's your minutes. title for the B story? Oh, thank you. Uh, mine is called Swagget and Bagget. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny. So, rhyming's always yeah, funny. Yeah, r- rhyming is always funny. Yes. Continue, Mark. All right. C story. Incoming. This was a, it's incoming. It's a, this is a dumb one. This is what I have. Yeah. I channeled this from a site. Sometimes you go to the, like the, the local drugstore to look for a birthday card. Sure. Last That's minute because you, you forget yep. that it's someone's birthday, Definitely. and then you go, I'm going to pretend I knew, and I'm going to get some stupid card. Christmas, New Year's, all of them, yes. So, my C story title is Sex. 
Now that I have your attention, what the hell's the gender of our baby? <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's not great. All right. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I, it's very inventive. I'll give you that. All right. Yeah. It's an inventive way of saying it sucks. So anyway, <laughs> Anne and Chris meet with Dr. Saperstein. Uh, they find out their baby's doing great and they are asked. If That's they... what's most important. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And they're asked if, by the way, do you want to know the baby's gender? Well, Ann and Chris are both unsure. Like, like we kind of want to know, but we kind of like don't we're not ready or we want to keep it a secret sure. like they don't know. Yeah. So Dr. Saperstein writes down the results. Seals in an envelope so they can reveal it to themselves whenever mm, they're ready. Brilliant. Well, they both talk about which gender they prefer. And eventually they come to terms with the fact that either boy or girl will be perfect. Good. What will happen? Will Anne and Chris look in the envelope? Do either Anne or Chris really have a preference for what the gender will be? What is the gender of their unborn baby. Mm. Hang in there, true believers. Only time will tell. Dot, dot, dot. Nice job. I uh, I suppose mine mine is a little meta today. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah? Because it, it hits on several levels. Oh, do it. So go, you got, go, you got to let it sink in. Baby cravings. <sighs> you see? I'm waiting. See what I did there? Uh, it's, I'm feeling it. <laughs> This is good air. Uh, this is what people want to hear, Mark, is dead silence. Is dead air? React. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is actually, if you chart our show, this is when it peaks. <laughs> you didn't this know is, that. I, I, this is when the most people turn in. That's weird. Like, you know what? They are. This silence is actually kind of captivating. They're I, not nearly as bad no, as people say they are. No, God. Some of those Apple reviews, I'll tell you what. So. All right. It kind of hit me. I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, baby cravings. Yeah. I like it too. So. Well, hey, that, I think that's uh, that's good there on those titles. But what about our AKA, Mark? That's what? more important than anything. What about our AKAs? Yeah. We make a single one because it's just you can barely get up off the cot. We're not going to do multiples. I, I did three. <laughs> Sorry. Look, <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. I ask the same thing every day and no one can ever give me an answer. You know what we're lacking here at LFP Worldwide Headquarters? Lots of things. Leadership. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it's so true. If we only had one. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know what we have instead of leadership? What? Coffee. Yeah. Well, hey. In a with pinch sauce. to do. With sauce. All yes, right. You know what sauce. my K.A. is? What, what's yours, Mark? Um, I, it's mine is from Tom. Oh, yeah. Who says, <clears throat> and I quote, basically, if you're older than me, you're a grandpa. And if you're a grandpa, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I got to be honest. That yeah. Was, yeah. It was very Tom. I, oh, you know what, Mark? I'm mm. sorry. I have four. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, right. I have three and they're all different than yours. I was going to copy you, but you know, that's too easy. Wow. That's what I do most weeks. Yeah. Yeah. In your reference to me, just kind of just go, it in. This is so weird. weird. I think we the had same the same one. one. Let me type that in right now. Um, <laughs> so uh, these three lines just hit me funny. I'll just go through right quick. Andy. That's my spaghetti, Chewbacca. Yeah. So how can you not it's like that? It's such a classic. Um, Jen Barclay's back in this episode, mm -hmm. and she says something that I love. You can trust me because I don't care enough about you to lie. It's funny, and there's a kernel of truth to a, that. A total kernel mm -hmm. of truth. There's like nine kernels in there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Chris, you know, this whole baby thing has got him they're flustered. Mm. He, they want to know. They don't want to know. He says... Is there an option other than yes or no? <laughs> Which, if you remember the tri-state Boolean, Mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Trillian. The Trillian, yeah. yeah. There is another option. Yeah. 
for all you programmers out there, look that up. Uh, coined by Mark and Alan many years ago, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there there doesn't just have to be a binary state of being. Is the whole lesson here? Well, there's either a yes or no answer to that. Oh my God! All right, so moving <laughs> on, Mark. Why don't we get into our episode breakdown? Uh, I'm not sure why I did that like Casey Kasem. Our episode breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to the wackiest stacks of wax that you'll put on the air. <laughs> Zoic scoop. <laughs> oh, well, now we got to add that to the soundboard. We need that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, we do. It's getting boring over here. Yeah. 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 Most of these don't even work anymore. Hey, Harvey, when you're finished with your damn food truck, can you just add some sound to our board? That yeah. would be good, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see what we can do. Oh my God, none of these work. Yeah, we got to get the we got to get that fixed. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, we don't have any leadership here. That is no, horrible. you pointed that out already. All right, so you. we're breaking down the the thing, the episode. Yeah. There is that, that what we're doing? Yeah, we are. You can't stop us now. <sighs> All right, I'm crashing again. All right, all right. So the, we got our cold open. Get Mark another coffee. <clears throat> this is. I know this is number four. Extra sauce. No. That's ruined for life. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, Alan, that this cold open is non-plot relevant. Like, it feels like maybe it should be. I don't think it is. I so, mean, it establishes Andy's back. That's it. Right, right. I wouldn't say it's plot relevant either. It's kind of funny, though. Yeah. So, it's, we, what, what it is, uh, uh, viewers of the LFP uh, Worldwide Headquarters. We're not playing this one? Uh, nah. Kind of visual. It's kind of visual. So Andy's really jet lagged. He's back from London. He's back from playing with Lord Fancy Face and the helicopters and all the stuff he does over there. He jogged a lot. He lost a lot of weight. He lost a lot of weight and had a lot of beer. Uh, They're at Tref Cab. Oh, yeah. Um, the for the residence formerly known as Burley's. That's right. Trefcat. That's right. Formerly where Ben Catch used to live. Fever. Yeah. Um, and April and Andy still live there. Yeah. So the good news, Andy's back from London. The bad news, Andy is jet lagged out the wazoo. Oh, yeah. So he and April are on totally different sleep schedules. In fact, it's to the point where when one of them wakes up, the other one goes down horde and vice versa. Horde. The majority of this scene actually involves April telling the camera how frustrated she is with this situation and her trying various ways to wake up Andy, including yelling his name loudly, Mm. getting on top of him and shaking him, trying to pull Andy off of the couch, loudly banging pots and pans, putting peanut butter on Andy's face and having Champion, the three-legged wonder dog, lick it off. And finally, bringing in the garden hose from outside and spraying him with it. So to be fair, she didn't actually do this last one because Andy uh, woke up just yeah. in time. But when he saw what she was about to do, he he kind of wanted her to yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. Like now I kind of want. So she did. And they yelled and they screamed and they giggled and they ran around the house and everything's wet now. And a good time was had by all. You know what? The only I love this scene, by the way, the yeah. only way it would have been funnier is if Ben still did live there. And the only thing that got wet were Ben's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been classic. I agree. Oh, but, but now those kids, those crazy, wacky kids, they got to clean up that mess themselves. I know. Yeah. Well, or not. Well, fair enough. I mean, it will dry in time. You'd think. You'd, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, hey, Mark, why don't we kick off the main episode now? And we're in the bullpen where Ben is soliciting advice from the gang on how to honor Leslie's last day in office and make her transition a little easier. Right, right. We're at City Hall. We're in the bullpen. And Ben is talking to the gang. In this case, the gang constitutes uh, Donna, Ron, Jerry, Andy, and April. In the, and they're in the bullpen. No Leslie, no Chris, no Ann. Right. Yeah. Uh, Andy is uh, 
asleep at one of the desks. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not there, well. but yeah. yeah. No. Um, ben reminds them this is Leslie's last day as city councilor and asks them what he should get Leslie as a gift. And everyone tries to give some suggestions, but none of them are great. And it becomes obvious Ben's got nothing. Nah, yeah. He got nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did say a candle. Yeah. Nah. nah. He's screwed. I got nothing. <laughs> I do love the end of the scene. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Andy has jet lag. Yeah. He's asleep. Yeah. He drowsily gets up from the desk. He didn't know where he's at. You know, clearly not. Who's in the room with him? Goes up to a desk. Yeah. Drops his pants. Yeah. Starts taking a whiz in the trash can. Yeah. Or is it a plant? I don't know that it is a trash can. I think he's just being a yuck sprinkler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yuck sprinkler by marco and they're like andy be right out <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> so good well mark from there we move over to city council chambers where leslie is meeting with ingrid of the forest right uh, to help her with her transition into this new role and despite any negative feelings that leslie might have about losing her seat she seems genuinely interested in helping this be a smooth transition. That's right. That's right. So we now cut to, to council chambers where Leslie is giving her replacement, Ingrid DeForest of the forest, a tour of what will become her new, quote, home away from home. Among other things, Leslie gives Ingrid a rundown of the other councilmen she'll be working with. So this is what she says in a nutshell. Councilman Hauser, reasonable. Councilman Milton, 106-year-old racist, give him a sleeve of saltines, he'll be putting in your hands. Councilman Jam, corrupt dentist, terrible hair. Councilman Dexhart, he's a perv, you need to watch your back around him. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he takes pictures of it. Yeah, of your lower back, Yeah, post it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so during all this, Leslie, is, I think she's trying to put on a brave face, but she seems a little bummed. And, and which is to be expected, I think. And she, but she insists she's gone through all the stages of grief. She's processed her feelings and she's fine now. Well, she is. And, and Ingrid offers some of the best advice I'd ever heard. In fact, she got this advice from Sir Ian McKellen yeah. on the day that she sold her boat to Carl Lagerfeld. What Magneto tell her? <laughs> Parting is such sweet sorrow. Mm. Yeah. What that's is not really advice anyway? so much as a fact. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, come on. Ingrid lives in a different sphere than we do. Oh, yeah. 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 That's made clear here. I also love that Leslie reminds us of uh, the, the, you know, the stages of grief. And Mm -hmm. I I usually remember these, but I I love that Leslie helped us remind it. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, why don't you go down the five stages of grief? Yeah, yeah, sure. The the first one is the the, grief there. You got denial. One. Anger. Two. Internet commenting. Three. Cat adoption. Four. (laughs) African dance. Five. Cat returning to the adoption place. 5.1. And watching all the episodes of Murphy Brown and not giving a flying fart. 5.2 and 3. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the Murphy Brown is a little bit uh, dated, that reference, but, you know. Hilarious. Insert your favorite sitcom here. Binge it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's more than five, but, you know, hey, who's counting? Whatever works. Whatever works for you, Bob. Mental health is tricky. Oh, my God. And it doesn't follow a number system. It sure does not. No. 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 It's mine's all over the place, as a matter of fact. (laughs) But but you know that. I do know that. Yes. Well, speaking of that, in the parks conference room, Tom is meeting with lawyer Trevor and making final arrangements, uh, you know, for the sale and transfer of his very first successful business venture. But as a bonus, he gets a free lesson in the power that can company wealth. That's right. So we're still at City Hall and we see Tom meeting with lawyer Trevor Nelson. Ah, yeah. uh, In the park of the uh, Hampton Nelson's. 
yes. um, in, in the parks conference room. The Jerry Gergis Memorial, I think. Is that what it is? I, it is. I wrote and, that and, down. And yeah. as you said, they're, Alan, they're finalizing the Rent-A-Swag buyout agreement. Hey, Harvey, play the clip, please. And finally, here's a check for the entirety of the purchase of Rent-A-Swag. And here is a personal note from my client, Dr. Saperstein. Dear Tom, I win. You suck. Turn note over. You still suck. Turn <laughs> note Classic. over. Okay. Saperstein couldn't even face me himself. He had to send in his lackey. My client isn't at this meeting because he doesn't have to be. Successful people, Mr. Haverford, use their money to get others to work for them. Hmm, it's an interesting idea, lawyer hmm. dude. What if I gave you five bucks to put a bag of poop in Saperstein's car? No. Ballpark me, how much would it cost? $10,000. Counter offer. Why don't you just do it for the story? Goodbye, Mr. Haverford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I think that's brilliant, you know? Why don't you just do it for the experience? Yeah, well, I'm gonna use that one. Yeah, just do it for the story. Yeah, I mean, see you if know. you can get someone, uh, someone, some new intern here. Yeah, just do it. For, just do it for the story. Uh, who's here today, Harvey or Constantine? Uh, allegedly, Harvey. He's hey, actually, Harvey. No, he's back out in his food truck again. Oh, God dang it! Yeah, I know. It better be good. That's all I gotta say. I think they ad libbed that I, last part of that. I feel like they did too. Yeah. My my favorite part of that scene, Mark, is literally the next scene when uh -huh. when they they zoom in on Henry Winkler. You know, they're Doctor Saperstein. Yeah, and the he's fonts. like, it's like uh, you know, kind of the deep throat moment. It's like, how many times did he turn over the paper? Right. Ooh, it, that's the, disappointing. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's. It's very sinister. <laughs> is it done? Is it done? It's a little bit like Lord uh, Sidious, or no, what is his name there? <clears throat> Darth Sidious, or Emperor. Sidious Stein. Aren't you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Star Trek's better. I'm just saying. You're talking about Palpatine. I, I am. Yeah. Yes, whatever. I've heard of his name. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Well, Mark, from there, we're going to bounce back over to everyone's favorite OBGYN, as I just mentioned, Dr. Dr. Saperstein and mm -hmm. his alter ego, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And we learned that yes and no are not necessarily always a binary choice. Yeah. Uh, after receiving a call confirming the buyout transaction is complete, uh, we oh, see Dr. Saperstein uh, meeting our favorite parents-to-be, Ann and Chris. And in a nutshell, the baby's doing well is unbelievably symmetrical, could be a superhero. Probably. Ann and Chris love Dr. Saperstein, and Dr. Saperstein offers to tell them the baby's gender. When it becomes clear Ann and Chris are unsure what whether or not they want to know, Dr. Saperstein writes it down, puts it in an envelope, seals it, and gives it to them so that when they are ready, voila. It's like the Oscars. Yeah. Get an envelope. Yep. Unseal that puppy at home. Yep. And in the meantime, Ann's going to eat. Well, not the letter, but something no. soon. As much as you Maybe can. Maybe the letter. Maybe. Get that girl something. That's right. Well, Mark, over in the Jerry Gergich Memorial Conference Room. Yep. Yeah, it's time for the investors to get their distribution from the sale of Rent-A-Swag. And each of them, especially Tom, will now have a chance to make a decision about what to do with their share of the profits. Yeah, we cut to uh, the City Hall, uh, the Jerry Gergich Memorial Conference Room, like you said. And we see uh, we see Tom once again uh, meeting with the Rent-A-Swag investors, Donna, Jerry, April, and Ron. Uh, and and uh, Andy's there, too, about ready to fall asleep. He's sitting beside uh, Sounds right. April. Um, Tom gives everyone their shares of the profit, revealing that when the dust settles, he, Tom, is going to be left with $32,000. Wow. He's basically a millionaire. Basically. Remembering the words of Trevor Nelson, Tom remarks that 
successful people get use their money to get others to work for them. And so instead of him coming up with his next big idea, he's going to let others pitch their ideas to him and invest in the best one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ron is a fan of free market capitalism. You know what I mean? Like, he very much is. He, he really is. And I think he really likes this idea that Tom has, inspired by Trevor, but, you know, Tom's putting it to real use. Right. So uh, this is also where I believe Tom had your AKA. Oh, yeah. Where April says, or no, as Donna actually says, is everyone a grandfather? Right. To him, he says, well, yeah, you know, if you're older than me, you're grandfather. Right, you're right, grandfather, right. You did. You know what else I noticed? That what? if we remember right, Tom talked his way up to $60,000 for the yeah. payout. Yeah. So uh, basic math, if he got 32000 of it, yeah. and if we assume that the other four investors got equal shares, which yeah. I don't know if they, they did. They did not. But if if they did, that means that the 28000 got dispersed to the four of them they each got about seven thousand dollars each or if if jerry actually got 72 dollars as they yeah. claimed then the others would get about 9300 not yeah. bad not bad yeah i i think it's probably based on whatever they put in and a multiplier right that's right. usually the way these things work right all my field vengers that's how they worked yeah you gotta multiply it you gotta multiply it hopefully by something more than one that's the one where you times it right yeah yeah you do the times it thing right yeah yeah Meanwhile, Mark, we move across City Hall where Leslie is nearly finished packing when she gets a sign from above, you know, on the television there where a breaking news story is providing inspiration for her post-City Council plans. That's right. Uh, the first thing we see in this clip is we're in Leslie's office. We see Ben talking on his cell phone, talking to someone about a singing telegram. That can't be right. Nah, it, that's it, all right. Harvey, can you play this clip? Let us figure this out. I'd like to order a singing telegram. <laughs> well, my wife lost her job, so it may be something sad and slow. Yeah. Do you know anything from the Requiem for a Dream soundtrack? <laughs> this is a bad idea. I'm hanging up now. Bye. Oh. Well, Ingrid has settled into my office, and this box contains the last of my stuff. Although I might have left some salt packets in my desk. Uh -oh. Maybe I should go back for those. Honey, it's okay. There'll be other salt packets. But not the kind that snaps in half, maybe. Okay, I know I'm a broken yep. record, but getting away from the city council is absolutely the best thing for you. Trust me. After I was impeached as mayor of Partridge, I came back from college and ran in the next election. Now, my opponent's campaign slogan was Ben Wyatt, blah. Not bad. He won by 60 <laughs> points. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Whatever you do, you'll be great. This is Kurt Hapley talking to you now about what's going on today. Uh -oh. We're live at City Hall where City Councilman Dexhart is addressing his latest sex scandal. Recently, certain allegations have come to light about my inappropriate conduct. I'm here to set the record straight. I totally did all of it. Wow. Another sex scandal? This guy's unbelievable. How does he find the time? After my last imbroglio, I learned that I am a sex and love addict. And in rehab, I met other people like me. Hmm. Other people struggling. Hmm. I had sex with most of those people. Oh. I also engaged in inappropriate texting, sexting, mm. and text, text mexting, mm. which is where you send photos of your junk from the restroom of a Chili's to go. That's what that mm. means. Does this make me a bad boy? You tell me. Mm. No, really, tell me. It gets me off when women tell me that. Oh, He's reading this. He wrote this down. <laughs> I sent these texts to roughly 100 women under the following pseudonyms. <clears throat> Enrique Shockwave. Yep. Willie Dynamite. Yep. Yep. Lee Harvey Teabag. Yeah. Well, at least you won't have to deal with that guy anymore. Lieutenant Wilhelm. 
You're right. Not after someone beats him in the next election. Someone who is smart and hardworking and who knows the job because she's done it already and is also blonde and named Leslie and loves you. Um, is it you? Yes, it is. I'm going to run again. I'm going to beat Dexhart. And Anthony Weiner. That's a good one. Oh, my God. That sounds made up. I like the one in the background you can barely hear. Lieutenant Wilhelm von Penis. That one. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Lieutenant. You know what? That's what makes that funny. You would think. Colonel would not have been. As, well, no, that's funny, too. You would think that you would rise. If you were a von Penis. Yeah. You would think that you would rise higher than a lieutenant. All I know is you're going to rise to the occasion. Well, Maybe. I mean, if you're Lieutenant Wilhelm von Flacid, maybe not. Sorry, family show. Let's just move on. <laughs> hey, Alan, <laughs> what about that next clip? Sponsored by Viagra. Oh, All right, God. here we go. Yeah. So Why does what? everything look blue? I don't know. We should move on, Mark. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Mm. Well, following a short break, we in fact do that. And Ben and Leslie head back to her office where Ben does his best to give Leslie some level feedback on her truly terrible idea to run for city council again. I don't know. Alan's opinion. Mm. Yeah. Free. You didn't have to pay for it. Never do. <laughs> well, we appreciate you getting off your cot. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we return to Ben trying to absorb the news just given to him by Fright Train Leslie that she is running for city council. Again. Again. Trying to be objective, Ben points out that Leslie doesn't live in Dexhart's district. In addition, Dexhart fights dirty. He yeah. typically runs uh, brutal, scorched earth campaigns. However, nothing Ben says seems to be making any difference to Leslie, who simply responds, anything is worth me getting back on city council. I, I I love the, you know, basically he said that Dexart's district is basically a dumping ground for old shipping containers and it's a raccoon shanty it's a town. raccoon shanty town. I love that. Yeah. It's been a while since we heard about the raccoons. Yeah. So, or Dexart for that matter. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So it's good to have uh, Kevin Simons back kind of in the front here. Yeah. It, it's too bad Sexy Dexy has to be in another sex scandal, but I mean. Well, that's what he does best, Mark. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, you stick with your strengths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, speaking of that, I don't have any, but let's move on. Well, inspired by the new owner's savvy approach to business, Tom uses his last day at Rent-A-Swag to interview other local potential moguls, hoping to find his next investment opportunity. Or what do you call it? The scritching or I don't know, something. The Skrilla? The Skrilla. Yeah. Oh, my God. You got to do something with the Skrilla. The Skrilla. Um, yeah, I didn't know if this was, I guess you're right. This is probably Rent-A-Swag's last day. I, I thought of it as the hollowed out husk of the of the Rent-A-Swag enterprise. And, and I was going to bring this up later. So, we, so we're in it now. Oh, okay. Let's do. Here we go. Didn't the, the transaction include the physical property Rent-A-Swag? Like, or is Tommy's I, I think closet it was just, going to continue? I think it was just the contents of the store ah, and not the actual physical, the husk of the store. It. So, so that's why the building's available to them. He probably has to run out his lease or whatever. Yeah, they, they may it. just be uh, squatters in there at this point. Well, fair. Know. Yeah. I mean, the raccoons do it. Why not them? <laughs> Look, I don't care who has ideas. <laughs> it's it's time to pit. So let's yeah, hear we, we now cut to the what I call Mr. the Mass Bandit. Let's the hear hollow, your ideas. The hollowed out husk of the Rentaswag store. There it is. Where we have Tom and Ron and April and half asleep Andy getting ready to listen to idea pitches. Harvey, play that clip. Okay, let's see which one of these lucky visionaries is gonna make me rich. Greg Phillips. 
Hi, guys. Thanks for meeting me. And I'm Chit Chat. What's your pitch, kid? Come on. Time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Pizza is knowledge. Let's go. Okay. So my idea is for an abacus, but on your phone. Hmm. I call it a phonebacus. Hmm. Son, you just described a calculator. Hey, but you're talking about it, right? Hmm. Three words. Automated word counter. Get out. Two words. No. One word. I'm Harris. And I'm Brett. Uh-oh. And this is... The, the Dart Machine! Machine! We, we said it at the same time! We said that at the same time! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! As you may know, I do like to tinker with things in my garage. I'm gonna hit the can while he's up. So, I think I have discovered a way to generate clean, renewable energy. I think it's gonna... I'm not going to buy that thing. It's covered in a gallon of your boogers. I totally understand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Jerry. Larry. Did you hear that hum as yeah. he turned that thing on? I It may have been on the cusp of generating a black hole. I, it was going to do something. Yeah. I mean, he might have solved the world's energy problems. Had it not been I don't, for his allergies. I don't want it if it's covered in a gallon of boogers. No, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. I love Harris and Brett. I always love Harris uh, and Brett. And they're the, the dirt machine. It's a broom. It's a broom. Look. It's rebranding. That so much of marketing is. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many new ideas are really out there? None. 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 Zero. No. No. There were three ideas. Yeah. And we everything has been copies of those. Yeah. That, that sauce in your coffee? No. No, that's just syrup. No, it's, yeah, it's an idea. It's, it's sauce. Know, it's been done. Whatever. It's sauce. Yeah. Like, I can't have to get some sauce in my coffee. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Speaking of which, is your fifth cup coming here soon? I sent your dragon. I'm starting to crash. <laughs> well, Mark, from there, we catch up with Chris and Ann at a cute little cafe. And I, I'm not sure we've been here before, but whatever. Uh, where Chris takes on the role of good cop while Ann fully explores the role of insanely hungry pregnant cop. What? Yo, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm crashing. Um, yes, we're on, uh, which one are we on? Uh, Bluebell Cafe. The Bluebell Cafe. Oh, that's what it is. And I, I'm assuming- We have been here once before. I'm assuming that Ann, have we really? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I, so it looks like that's, the Bluebell Cafe seems like someplace that you would enjoy a like a brunch. Yeah. It's like a tea, like a tea room, it seems. Yeah. Would you agree? I would. Something along those yeah. lines. See, yeah. I know things. Um, so so they're sitting there and they're enjoying lunch or brunch, brunch. or tea or whatever. whatever. Um, they And they're discussing the gender of their unborn child. And we discover basically two things. A, they would both be thrilled if they were to have a girl. And B... Anne is very pregnant, very starving, and more than a little crazy right now. She she threatens to put the waitress's face in the deep fryer if she doesn't get her her food. To be fair, she only threatened to do that if the appetizers run out in the next 30 seconds. Oh. So she has an out. She does. Just do your job. 29 whole seconds to spare. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, deep fryer city. And, and could you get two glasses of water, please? But no hurry. Thank you. <laughs> My God. Well, back at City Hall, Leslie is not so surreptitiously meeting with the Tweep to see if she has enough dirt to go on the offensive against Dexhart. Yeah, we now cut back to City Hall where Leslie is talking, I think it's just in the hallway, with a crack news reporter, Sean Amoway Tweep. Yeah, that's what it means. You're not even trying to hide it. They're just in the hallway. No, they're just, they're talking up a blue. Yeah. 
sauce? Blue streak. streak. Sorry. Streak. streak. Hey, Harvey, play the sauce or play the clip, please. Leslie, I don't know if there's a story in these emails. They're iffy, but Dexhart has already admitted to way worse stuff. Mm. Well, there's more where that came from. I have some stories on him that are so nasty, they seem like they're ripped from a Jackie Collins novel. Dexhart has been elected eight times. I don't think the voters care. His mm. poll numbers are actually up since the scandal broke. Mm. Well, that's just because people found out he was Miley Cyrus's cousin. He is? Mm. Well, that's a story the journal can run with. <laughs> Morning, Leslie. Sweet jugs. <laughs> Yikes. What? He's kind of cute. Oh God. oh, God, Shauna, no. I, I just feel like I could fix him, you know? Oh, oh my God. Uh, Shauna. 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 Yeah. You can do so much better. It, I, sadly, I've met the Shauna in this scene before. What is it with, with, with nice women who want to fix bad guys? I don't know. I, I, I should have been a bad boy, Mark. Is that not what you were going for? Uh, yeah, but see how well I did? No. I, I failed. No. Even then, you're very polite. <laughs> that was your problem. I'm the polite bad boy. No, you totally- That doesn't work. Totally fail. No, it's a fail. Yeah, definitely a fail. Well, you you have a you have a good, a good partner. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. She's amazing. I mean, yeah. I don't understand- She's my human side, yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you did it. I don't either. You, Nice, nicely done. Doctors are studying to see what they can figure out about this. It's not going to work. No, it no. really won't. It's a mystery. Yep. Wrapped in a riddle inside a... Smothered in secret sauce. 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 Again. It's Again all about the sauce. the sauce. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, Mark, <sighs> wrapping up at Renaswag, the day has been a total bust so far with bad ideas. And Tom turns to his support team to see what inspiration they might provide instead. Yeah, thank you. Got me other coffee. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So back at the hollowed husk of rent swag Tom vents to the gang, Ron, April, and Andy, about how much the ideas so far have sucked, and then decides to ask them for ideas. Tom's new think tank comes up with the following notions. April, macaroni and poison. Sure. Why not? Look, I'm not saying that it would fail. It just needed <laughs> some good marketing. Um, Ron. Fun to watch. Ron, create larger tools, basically. A socket set going up to five-eighths of an inch, or... He's not wrong about that being nice to have. I know. Yeah. Or a big axe. He calls it large axe. That's marketing, baby. <laughs> right there. Or Andy. Either, A, bears bouncing on trampoline roads. He might have dreamed he that. He might have dreamed that. He's really <laughs> sleepy. And Or he came up with an idea about, you know how you bottle uh, water? Yeah. What if you take other drinks? Bottled drinks. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. It's, it exists. already exists. As you can imagine, Tom is very disappointed no. at all this. No. This has not been a good day for the Idea Factory. No. No. Well, in Leslie's office, she reveals her new campaign banner, complete with serial killer and kidnapper inspiration. To Ben, who still seems a little skeptical on this path Leslie has chosen. I think there's some inspiration from Pinky and the Brain too, if I'm I not mistaken. Not wrong. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're back at City Pinky. Hall, and we're in the bullpen, and we see Ben drop by, and Manic Leslie is out to play. She is, and she is apparently now piecing together a last minute banner from all the other uh, discarded banners because she's trying to get ready for her impromptu uh, right. uh, press, uh, press conference. conference. Yeah. yeah, and and so. I think she was trying to like cut out letters like serial killer style and make something. Yeah. And so roughly it reads second chunks. See, now I get it. Yeah, there it is. Now I get it. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. Second chance, the number four. Yeah. Lesel. L-E-S-L-E. <laughs> so second chance for Lesel. Perv Dex XXX Hurt equal birthday mouse which is pinky and he's oh, yeah. wearing a birthday hat yeah, that's right. a birthday mouse i mean rat it's a, it's the closest thing that she can find a rat anyway ben tells leslie like after she he goes what <laughs> ben says <laughs> leslie this isn't you this is scorched earth this is like yeah like this. crazy yeah crazy town leslie tells ben she needs him to support her in this and then ben has the idea to gather everybody in the bullpen have leslie explain to them mm. what she's thinking and uh get some feedback See, now you're talking. Leslie think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, she does think that's a good idea. Yep. We will see. Speaking of crazy train, we'll mark back at the diner and is finally satiated enough to take a quick break from food while she and Chris debate the pros and cons of each potential gender of their soon-to-be baby Smurf. Oh, is, wait. Nope, that's not right. That, it that's is, what it says. It is not a diner. This no. is a this is a cafe. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know how you tell the difference? Is Ingrid there? No. Cafes have sauces. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh so we now cut back to the Bluebell Cafe, and Ann and Chris continue to discuss the gender of their unborn child. And we discover three more things. A, yeah. they would also be thrilled if they were to have a boy. Sure. B, Dr. Saperstein's handwriting, they give in, they look in the envelope. Dr. Saperstein's handwriting is absolutely horrible. It's indecipherable. And then C, when Chris calls to like get to the get to the bottom of this. Yeah. What, what in the hell did you just write to determine the gender? He finds out Dr. Saperstein is out for the rest of the day. Oh no. Chris has literally never been more stressed, stressed. out. Yeah. So stressed that he Mark, he eats a car. Don't say that. No. He ate a car. I don't want to hear that. He ate a car. Dude. <laughs> Why, Chris? <laughs> oh my God. He is desperate. He really is. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about this scene later. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Well, Mark, back in Leslie's office, it turns out most of the staff are in agreement about Leslie's future plans, but clearly not everyone is against the idea, which I think is a red flag. <laughs> we we now cut back to City Hall, where the gang has gathered in the bullpen, per Ben's idea, to hear what Leslie's thinking about doing. Harvey, play the clip, good man. Oh, good, you guys are here. Okay, everybody gather around. I have a big announcement. I am officially seeking re-election to the Pawnee City Council. I am gonna be running for Dexhart's seat and the campaign starts now. Huh. Oh, I love the sound of silence before a big cheer. <laughs> That's what's happening, right? Who wants to hug me first, Donna? Leslie, you were just recalled. This seems a little desperate. What? Desperate people don't get elected. Does this look like the work of a desperate woman? Hmm. Please vote for me, Menorah Bowling Ball. No, because I am on fire and on a roll. This is symbolism, guys. Leslie, no offense. I heard a lot of bad ideas today. This is the worst. April? I would love it if you ran an insane campaign and basically turned into the Joker. Yeah. But that means you probably shouldn't do it. No. Andy? I don't know, Leslie. It seems risky. Yeah. And I'd hate to see you go through another tough fight. Yeah. Wow. But I could be wrong. I haven't pooped in three days. Oh. Okay. Ron, you have always given me sage counsel, and your words carry great influence. So, what do you think I should do? I do not think you should run again. What the hell do you know, dum-dum? All of you. Look, this is my only option. I am running again with or without you. 
Leslie, you're running for office again? What a great idea. How can I help? <sighs> oh, boy. That did it. Wow. <laughs> I was a little stunned that Andy not only seemed lucid, but oh I'm like, he's, he's kind of on Brilliant. it. But he hasn't, you know, those toxins are building up in his body, Mark. Yeah, he's so. impacted. He's impacted. Yeah, yeah. he's turtling. Wait, he... <laughs> No, he wishes he could turtle. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, he's hiding in the shell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he Andy. needs some sauce. What? Why? That'll work it right Why? out. Just every. Just, it's just, <laughs> Let's move on again. You know what I remember from no, the 80s? I, very little, but yeah, because I enjoyed them. Yeah, Smurfs. Yeah. You know what I remember about the Smurfs? Yeah. They used the word Smurf. For, for everything. everything. Yeah. Like, why don't you smurf over there and yeah. smurf yourself up a smurf? You think we should sauce on? I think, we, I think we should sauce the sauce on. <laughs> well, let's do, Mark. Yeah. Well, back to the theme of bad ideas. Tom seems to have a new one of his own as he checks in with April and Andy for some words of support and or egregious bragging, you know, whatever they got. Mm. So we're, we're still in the bullpen. I think it's now a little bit later in the day. And we're, we're in the bullpen. We see Tom walk up to April's desk. Uh, Andy is sitting nearby, mostly asleep. Yeah. And, and desperate for a business idea, Tom shows April his own idea, talking tissues. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Apparently, you, you get a tissue box, right? And you pull out a tissue. And then when you pull out the tissue, you get a little audio message in Tom's voice to hype you up. Like, blow that nose, player. <laughs> The look on April's face tells Tom what he was already thinking. This idea is dumb. It's dumb all over the place. And he's going to be stuck in his dumb job forever. And April then does one of the things, in my opinion, that she does best. She tells people what they need to hear while still somehow gently insulting them. Sure. So sp Brilliant. specifically, April mentions that, you know, I'm younger than you, Tom, and I outrank you and I have my own department and I'm married and I make more money than you. <laughs> but... That's the insulting part. But yeah. then she also tells Tom, you're clearly good at business stuff. Yeah. And you just need the right thing to do with it. Mm. Tom tells April, I think he's, he was a little defensive on account of she was insulting him a little bit. Well, and yeah. he says, look, your success is largely because you freaking merged your department with Parks. And then you made up your own title, you made up your own title to which April smiles and says, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's awesome. Interesting. <laughs> There's something about that sauce, Mark. He should try that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there sure is. I, I love the talking tissue box, though, because, uh, you know, uh, was it Andy tries it again? No, no, it, it's April, right? She's pulling it out. April, uh, Tom pulls out oh, one pulls first. Out. Yeah. Then at the end, so, this is my I'm favorite. Empty, yo. My, my favorite part <laughs> of the entire scene is Andy is 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 borderline asleep. He's so not been paying he's, attention. He's very very drowsy. Yeah, yeah. He kind of half opens his eyes, reaches over, pulls out a tissue. I'm empty, yo. Fill me up in Tom's voice. Yeah, right. Andy's eyes get wide. He stares at Tom. He's like 10 feet away. Tom looks at him and Andy looks at him seriously and says, do that again. <laughs> like, how did you throw your voice He's into that He's an amazing box? ventriloquist. It's amazing. Yeah. He got his voice to come out of that little tiny box. Yeah. That's weird. Well, early the following morning, Ann and Chris can't wait any longer and they drop by Dr. Saperstein's house for some clarification. Yeah, it is now early the next morning and we cut to the house of one Dr. Saperstein where we see Ann and Chris pull up. 
get out of their car, and knock on the front door. Harvey, play that clip, sir. What could you possibly need at six in the morning? We couldn't read your writing, and we need to know the sex of our baby. I'm watching cartoons with my son. Daddy! And Elmo Fudd one is on. Stop it. Hey, so beautiful John Ralphio. I live in the guest house. What do you say you and I get together in a special way? Oh. I I'm pregnant. The more the merrier. With my baby. Well, you can come too, beautiful. <laughs> I guess sometimes I call men beautiful too. I guess I'm open-minded as hell. I think you're pretty good looking. Thank you. Just read that and tell us what the sex is, please. <laughs> It looks like the chicken that wrote this had a stroke on the paper. <laughs> you know, listen, I, I kind of remember, but I don't want to say anything that's wrong. Give me 15 minutes, I will get dressed, we'll go down to my office, okay? Well, have a good day at work today, Daddy. Also, if you don't know already, there's a malfunction with the TV mm. where it keeps ordering porno, like mm. a ton of porno. Mm. Like, how can someone watch that much porno in one sitting? Mm. Only when you're out of the house. Mm. So if you see it on the bill, that's why, mm. okay? Thank God he explained that. Yeah. That's I, a free feature on the LG TVs. <laughs> is it? Yeah. That, that it keeps on ordering porno? Yes. Mm. Mm. Kind of dated. We dropped the O a while ago. So Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to be exact. Yeah. He wants to cut through the haze. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah. It's clear, yeah. clear understanding. Yeah. Thank God he explained that, though. Yeah. John Raffio's, um an interesting dude. <laughs> he he is. Um uh, I love Ben Schwartz. He's, he's great. He's a nuthouse. Yeah. What he did with that character is pretty pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. And Henry Winkler, too, quite honestly. like Oh, yes. He, he, this is like kind of the return of Henry Winkler, and he's now still doing a lot of new parts, and uh, it's terrific to see him out there. Yes. Yeah. Well, back in Leslie's office, she's preparing her speech for the upcoming press conference about her future. When Ben delivers the present, he finally chose for her last day in office. Yeah, we're back at City Hall. We see Leslie sitting at her desk and she's uh, writing her speech for the upcoming impromptu press conference that she arranged. And Ben enters her office and he smiles and apologizes to Leslie if she felt like everyone piled on and told her if she really, really wants to do this. Of course, we're going to support you. And on that note, Ben tells her he finally figured out the perfect last day in city council gift for her. And who should then walk into Leslie's office but Jennifer Barkley, political wow. consultant and power broker. Jennifer tells Leslie that Ben paid for one hour of her time and it ain't cheap. She heard Leslie could use a little consulting, grabs a chair, sits down, and they start talking. All right. Well, while we wait for that to see, while she and Jen chat about her potential future, Tom checks in with his far less expensive mentor about his own next steps. Yeah. I mean, how much could some bacon cost? It's not that bad. Well, the Canadian back bacon market, it's like you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, it's escalating. I know, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, we now cut to Ron sitting in his office when all of a sudden Tom energetically jumps in yelling, Ron! Apparently, he's just trying something out. This is how know. I enter the room now. Yeah, it's more dramatic. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom he's had five cups of coffee. And <laughs> that, that could be, he's going to crash. I'm <laughs> he, telling he you. That yeah, we've learned any this. Moment. It's a roller coaster. Tom tells Ron he's got an idea. Just like April created a new position for herself, Tom wants to do the same thing for himself. And mm. so he tells Ron he's now looking at Pawnee's new 
business liaison. I don't like French words, but I do like the word business. Continue. <laughs> Since Pawnee could use more private sector money after the uh, Eagleton merger, Tom will find companies looking to move or expand and convince them to do it in Pawnee. It's not a bad idea. Ron is impressed and yeah. wholeheartedly endorses Tom's idea, unlike his earlier talking tissue idea, which Tom also shows to Ron. He, he's not a fan. Someone's got the sniffies. Right. Tell your mama you love her. Step up your vitamin C game, bro. <laughs> that one's my favorite. <laughs> well, back in Leslie's office, Jennifer reacts to Leslie's plan and gives her some specific feedback that Leslie needs to hear and which puts her friend's previous concerns in perspective. Yeah, we now cut back to Leslie's office. Leslie and Jennifer are in the middle of a consulting whirlwind, but not all the winds are blowing the way Leslie expected. Hey, Harvey, play this clip, please. Thank you. So they recall me after all I've done for them. Ridiculous. But Dex Hart now has another sex scandal. Oh, of course he does. And the plan is I'm going to run for his seat because how do I lose to a guy like that? That's a great idea, right? It's a terrible idea. I knew it. Wait, what? First of all, you could lose to a guy like that. Terrible people defeat great people all of the time. I should know. Those terrible people have paid me so much money out of a condo in every Virgin Island. Mm. Now, you might win. You're smart. Ben is smart. You might win. But why would you want to? Because it's my dream job. Then dream bigger. There it is. Mm. Look, you love this town. It's being run by monsters and morons. Get a better job. Rise above their heads. Affect change at a higher level. Don't be the kid that graduates high school, hangs out in the school parking lot. Mm. Be the woman who moves away, climbs the ladder, and then confidently comes back and has sex with her hot old English teacher just for kicks. Is that what you did? Yeah, Mr. Baker. Sex is pretty good, thanks to me. <laughs> Look, Bonnie has done you a favor. You've outgrown them. You've got talent, you've got name recognition, which means that you have a bright, wide-open future with a thousand options. State Senate, federal jobs, even Congress. All of these are doable for you, and you can trust me. Because I don't care enough about you to lie. There it is. Uh-oh. Oh, time's up. Okay, <laughs> if you want to keep talking, you're going to have to pay me $1,200 more. Uh, I just need to... No, I swear to God, if you say one more word, you will legally owe me $1,200, and I will sue you. Let's not end it like that. Okay, great to see you, Leslie. Those five words are on me. Should I move this back? Don't answer it. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but we have a press conference in 10 minutes. Mm. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Well, while we wait to see what happens there, Mark, we bounce back over to Dr. Saperstein's office and the moment of truth is upon them. That's right. The doctor will soon tell them the sex of their child. But first, he has to find several crates worth of lubricant that have gone missing. Hmm. Or sauce or something. It's like a Hardy Boys mystery. It is. The case of the missing lubricant. Oh, my God. Hmm. I know what happened. Sounds like we're in a sticky situation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we this now- This thing writes itself. I know. I know. It's like, why are you even here? What, so we now cut- Don't You don't have to agree with that, Harvey. Oh, my God. Jerk. Dick. Grumble guts. Okay. We now cut to Dr. Saperstein in his office with Ann and Chris. And as Dr. Saperstein leaves to get their file- and look for the lubricant. Anne and Chris nervously and excitedly chat, with both of them swearing to each other that they don't really have a preference, boy mm -hmm. or girl. Dr. Saperstein comes back in the room and announces, It's a boy! Both Anne and Chris cheer and then look at each other and admit, while they didn't really have a preference, 
both of them kind of wanted it to be a boy. So they did have a preference. I guess that's what a preference is. I yeah. guess it Gilligan is. Gilligan Webster's, that's what it means. So of I course. guess they did have a preference. Yeah. I Again, I, I think it's good that the baby's healthy. Yes. Boy, girl, doesn't matter. I mean, if it's a boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we oh, want, I'm kidding. We I'm wanted kidding. a girl first. I, boys are awful. No, boys suck on ice. They're I, terrible. Yeah, so terrible. it really needs to be a girl. I don't recommend them. No. You know, not at all. Somewhat necessary in the math of the thing, but whatever. Well, I mean, not if you have the right... I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. We're not going to keep reusing I, that word. No, no. no. Stop, stop no. it. I, I do love that Dr. Saperstein offered to allow them to adopt his children, his adult children. They're in their 20s and they're terrible. They're terrible. He has all of his patients. They're the worst ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, in the press room, Leslie is about to have her own moment of truth, and we don't yet know the direction of her future, but she's made a decision, and it's time for her to share it with the press, but I think mostly herself. Yeah, we now cut to the the press conference room at City Hall, where a slew of reporters have gathered to hear what Leslie has to say. And Leslie goes up to the podium, and she addresses them all, tells them she has a big announcement about her future. She takes a long pause. She looks over at Ben, who's calmly smiling back at her. And then she continues on to say that she'll be heading to JJ's diner for lunch today with her husband. And they're going to eat waffles and they're going to go home and they're going to make out and snuggle and maybe watch a league of their own if it's on. I don't know. But then she pauses and thinks for a second and says in a more serious tone, it's been an honor to serve this town and I will cherish the memories forever. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Classy way to go out. Yeah, I agree. And I love Purd's recap. You know, these are covering this event. <laughs> there you have it. A shockingly unshocking press conference in which a recently unemployed woman said nothing of importance. I'm Purd Happily, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> which is great because he is at the beginning of the scene. He is. Yeah. Yeah, if you watch, he has the microphone in his hand. I guess he got so enthralled in Leslie's press conference about nothing that he forgot to pick it back up when doing his outtake. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah. I terrific. didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, Mark, it's finally time for the kicker and also for Leslie and Ben to reflect on the lessons they've learned in this experience. And we start off at a familiar spot within City Hall, but move on to someplace a little more memorable to wrap things up. You know, Alan, uh, shippers of Leslie and Ben often just call them Len. Len. Yeah. Bensley. I mean, if you want. Yeah. 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 I like Len. <laughs> All right. For our last scene of the episode, uh, our super-sized episode, we didn't even mention that. Yeah. This was a producer's cut. Yeah. We totally forgot to mention This is a big one. I didn't even give the runtime or anything. No, no. Like, we're... I'm just not basically doing my job Yeah. Today. You need to get up off your cot. I'm awful. You need to go to our barista, get some coffee. Yeah. All right. So for our last scene in this producer's cut, we see Leslie and Ben sitting together in front of their bench, the one in front of the mural of wildflowers, which I thought was a a really nice touch. It is a nice touch. Leslie tells Ben how much she appreciates him getting Jennifer Barkley to consult with her. And Ben reveals he actually has one more present up his sleeve. I mean, they could have ended the episode there. It would have been a nice touching moment. Absolutely. Fade to black, right? Absolutely. But no. But the final present isn't there, so to speak. They have to... Um, what do you say? Go get go, it? Go get it. Yeah. And we then 
hear a French song playing, and we transition to Leslie and Ben taking a whirlwind trip to Paris. Wow. And we see a montage of Leslie and Ben doing various things in Paris while Leslie narrates off screen. In times of stress or in moments of transition, sometimes it can feel like the whole world is closing in on you. Mm. When that happens, you should close your eyes, take a deep breath, listen to the people that love you when they're giving advice, and remember what really matters. And if you have the ability to go to Paris, by all means, go, go to, to Paris. Paris. Love it. Yeah, th this scene for me, Mark, is well, I love it, first of all, just period. Mm -hmm. but having been to Paris, I, you know, it's, it is show off. Know, I know, but they, they say it is the most romantic city and all that stuff. I think we actually found it that way. We really liked it. And I found the Parisians delightful, quite honestly. Everyone's like, oh, they're all rude. I'm like, mm, not so much felt the people in London were far more rude than the people in Paris. Mm. And you can go to any town in America and find rude people. But um, mm, yeah. we actually like the Parisians. I thought they were very nice. So nice. And the whole lock thing, I don't think they were doing that there. But Ben, ben goes off screen for a moment. He grab, comes back with a lock and he has written Leslie and Ben on it with a little heart. And they lock it on this, what, what maybe 20 feet long fence where there are many, many other locks in place already. Is that, is, is that the Pont des Arts? That is the Pont des Arts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or something like Nailed that. <laughs> Your Frenchie's good. Well, that's yeah. by the 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 the, the Seine River? Uh, the, the Seine, yes. Yeah, that's why I said the Seine River. <laughs> I think you said Seine, but you know, either way. I'm pretty sure I, yeah, I did. I said Seine. We'll roll the tape back. Yeah. But, yeah, because we do this on tape. <laughs> <laughs> but the thought is you you put your names on a lock, yeah. you lock it on a fence, and yeah. it's supposed to symbolize that you're going to be a couple forever. forever. That's there forever. That's or until the government cuts the locks off because of the crushing, crushing, crushing weight on the bridge of these thousands and thousands, thousands and of hundreds locks. of thousands of locks. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why they don't do it no more. Well, it's illegal. Ah, well, there's that. They still do it. They still do it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, when we go back to Paris, I'm taking one with me. Did you maybe know, mine will be the one that makes it fall into the river? Did you know that it got stolen? What, Dad? The, the, the Leslie the, and Ben one? No, I'm I'm not making this up. I was going to ask if we thought that was a real thing, like if they left it there. So, so what's the story? Mike Shore made a tweet, and they he actually took a picture. So he took a still from this episode. Yeah. He took a picture then and, and like circled where it should be and it's yeah, gone. And gone. Mike Shore said something somewhat diplomatic. I yeah. think it may have been a, a, a tweet, yeah. you know, and said, you know, oh, this is lock. And I think Adam Scott tweeted it and he's like, this is a crappy thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little bit more direct. <laughs> a, little less, uh, a little less diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. That's too bad. And this was also during the the, the montage, another yeah. French word, uh, where <laughs> – what this is where uh, I do not like the word montage, but I do like the word music. <laughs> Carry on. This is where Michael Shore was was sitting. He's uh, at the cafe. To, it's like where they're having. That's a cafe, by the way. It is a cafe. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's on the street, and then Leslie and Ben are at a table, and on the table next to him just is to the a, left is a gentleman just kind of drinking his thing there. Got a weird little patch of gray here. Weird patch of gray hair. Yeah, Mike Shore. Is Mike Shore? Yeah. Nice Easter egg. It was a nice Easter egg. And then we what, Mark? We. Fade to black. Well, almost. No. We we, we have it. A, a, well, because. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally forgot. In the producer's cut. Because yeah. yep. you see you see Ben like like looking off into the middle. There's distance. a little like cut. Yeah. Yeah. And you think maybe that's the end of the episode yeah. and they come back and yeah. like you see Ben like looking off over the camera's shoulder. Yeah. Like off into the distance. He's in awe. 
And he's like, I'm starting to feel this. Is it like he's like really just almost in shock yeah. and awe? You can't know? believe he's seeing and, the thing. And, and so he, you would think like maybe they're in Paris. So he's like, you just it's all it's Paris and stuff. It's the, it's the Arc de Triomphe or the Eiffel Tower or something important. Right? You pronounce that okay? Yeah. So it's it, apparently that's not it. No. This is what Leslie Leslie says. This is what you want to see. Like this thing that you're in awe. You're looking at. It's the bridge from the movie Inception. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like so you're. In, I want to see that. You're in awe about that, but behind us is the Eiffel Tower. Like literally, they do a shot over her shoulder, and there's the Eiffel Tower like right there. You're He's staring at a you're, bridge. You're Mr. Inception Bridge over here, and it's like, well, yeah, it's Inception. Right, here we go. Yeah, Ben is a nerd. He is a nerd. I black. love Christopher Nolan films, so I'm right there with him. Yeah, but I would turn around and look at the Eiffel Tower too. <laughs> Please, <laughs> come on. Fade to black. Fade to black. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Mark, uh, I'm a little parched. I thought maybe we'll take a quick break. We've got to go to the parking lot. We've got to the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Get some uh, the, from rings. the food trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab another cup of coffee mm. with some extra sauce mm. and then come Ugh. back and uh, score this thing and go home. Yeah. But, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll be right back, everybody. Yep. Are you looking for the perfect dessert location? Are you a fan of puns? Well, then by all means, come on down to Greater Pawnee and visit Cakey J's Cheesecake Facility. Hello, this is Ron Swanson. Cakey J's Cheesecake Facility, please note I said facility and not factory, our lawyers tell me this is important for legal reasons, is well known throughout Pawnee and many parts of Southern Indiana for having some of the best cheesecake dishes you can find. However, many do not know about the non-cheesecake portion of their vast dessert menu. Here are 10 of their most popular menu items. Number 10. Simply Flantastic. Salted Cajita Chocolate Flan served with coffee. Number 9. Flight of the Crumblebee. A very crispy crumb cake drenched in honey. Number 8. The Plots Thickens. Occupying the sweet spot between cake and pie, this plots is drenched with thick caramel. Number 7. Game of Cones. Two ice cream cones with your choice of flavors. The game is which one you will finish first. Number 6. Slice Slice Baby. Following the success of Game of Cones, you get two cake slices of your choice. Number 5. I only have pies for you. Similar to Slice Slice Baby, except with pies. Number four, S'more Some Sugar on Me. A giant s'more sprinkled liberally with turbinado sugar. Number three, The Graham Reaper. A series of graham crackers encased in a thick chocolate coating. Number two, The Grunt for Blue October. The line between cobbler and grunt is a fine one, but there is no dish finer than this blueberry delight. And number one, pan dowdy with a chance of cake balls. Another variation on cobbler, this delicious apple pan dowdy dish is served with three to four small spheres of cake. When you go to Cakey J's Cheesecake Facility, be sure to tell them Ron sent you and they will allow you to order off of their secret menu, which includes my favorite dish, Hog and Daz, a small bowl of ice cream served with a heaping pile of bacon. Mmm. 
Thank you. That is all. everybody we're back mm. well mark you know we normally talk about deleted scenes at this point yeah but uh there weren't none well well done yeah so done yep bye everybody no <laughs> dun, dun, I, you know dun, what dun. Uh, a brilliant person said to me during the break hey mm. alan you know how you didn't do the thing there at the beginning because no leadership and you said yeah mark you're right yeah uh, well <laughs> whoever that was we don't have to share that but yeah <laughs> Why don't you just pour salt in the wound? Um, mm. Why don't we recap the part we didn't recap? I yes. that, that That's brilliant. Yes. So this was a producer's cut. Right. It was a 26 minute and seven second runtime. Right. I believe the standard cut was uh, 20. About 21 and a half. 21 and a half. The usual, if you will. Right. And So at, uh, least, at least four and a half minutes. About four of and a half content. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did watch both versions. And uh, I want to talk about that in a minute, but I will also say that this episode first aired, which I forgot to say, like we just blew right through this. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not have We got distracted yet. by yeah, so, uh, all, yeah, our sauces. delightful, delightful banter. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Um, just edit all that out. Uh, <laughs> this first aired on January 9th of 2014. So this is the first episode yeah. of the new year. Right. We had not had an episode since Cone of Dunshire, which was a double in episode. November. November 21st. Right. So it's so, been a hot minute. Yeah. It's like a, basically a month month and a half yep. of wait time, which, you know, in, I guess in NBC or uh, network television terms, not that bad because the holidays and whatnot, but. But if you're a fan of the show. If you're a fan of the show, that feels like a long hell, time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, Cones is a great episode and you're thinking, right. I love where this is going. Right. Gimme, gimme. Right, right. Yeah. Six weeks. So there you go. But um, at this point, you know, we've talked a little bit about context as well. The lineup this Thursday night was Community at 8, Parks and Rec at 830. The Michael J. Fox Show, mm. uh, excuse me, Sean Saves the World at 9 o'clock, oh. the Michael J. Fox Show at 9.30, and then Parenthood at 10. So just to give you some context of what was going on in 2014. Not bad. R- roughly 10 years ago. Yeah. As we record the podcast here. Wow. So, yeah. So there you have it. So I thought that was worth recapping. And uh, no deleted scenes, as we said this week, because uh, they put most of it, I think, in the canon production cut, producer's cut. Yeah. I think every time we've had a producer's cut, I don't recall Ever having producers cut, standard cut, and deleted very scenes. rarely. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And if you did, it was like three seconds. Like, right, yeah, barely worth it. Like no deleted scenes. And I'll tell you what, though, I, I was happy to have a producers cut because it's been a minute. We've been kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I I miss like season one, season two commentaries though that we would get with the producers cuts. You know, they have the alternative audio track and you could just listen to them talk about the episode. They haven't done one of those in a while on these DVDs. That's that's a very interesting point. Like when they first started the DVD series of the show, it seemed like they might do a commentary every two or three producers cut. They might include a commentary on it. And I believe they stopped doing that. I want to say midway through season two. I mean, it's been a long time. That that sounds right. I, I think it's definitely- I, I, I missed that too. Since then, yeah. yeah. I will say they were never like totally revealing. It was usually them just joshing around while they watched the show together. Which can be fun. It was fun. It was entertaining to listen but to. But I know what you mean. It's not like they said, you know, when we shot this shot, we actually had a difficulty because a kangaroo yeah. came yeah. up and started- No, it's I think like, that's what we were looking for when we first started listening to those. Right. Um, and you can get a little of that 
maybe off book and a YouTube video or some of their commentary, but uh, not they're not a behind the scenes. Right. I that, that would have been nice to have some behind the scenes though. Yeah. I think that was a, a shame that we don't have that from this series, given the cast and the crew and all the amazing people involved. That, that would have just been the icing on the cake, I think. Absolutely. So yeah. maybe if that stuff exists somewhere, maybe they'll do like a 20th anniversary DVD, Green Ray or whatever we're watching at that point, or, you know, all digital download, whatever thing is with uh with the uh the making of. No, you heard it first here. Green Ray. Green Ray. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sensation. Yeah, it's gonna happen. The world on fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey Mark, why don't we get into those first uh tropes, fun facts, all that goofs that you know, that stuff. Let's do those. All right. So we have uh we have uh we'll start with first. Yeah, how many of the first did you get? I had four. Wow. That's, that's not bad. I got two. I, I'm impressed you had four. I had. You probably uh, got both of mine, so I got none, really. <laughs> I had uh, Ingrid DeForest first become city councilor. Ooh, good. Is that a good one? Um, I had uh, Tom first comes up with the idea for Pawnee Business Liaison. All right. Um, I had uh, Ann and Chris first learn they're having a boy. And and we first get introduced to the concept of text mexting. (laughs) Text mexting, which is where you send pictures of your junk from a Chili's to go. That's what that is. You know, if they just said Chili's, that would have been funny. Yeah. But a Chili's to go. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. The people who write this show are pretty clever. Yeah. When you get specific, it like sharpens the funny. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And certain numbers are funnier than other numbers, you know? Oh, yeah. We've talked through this before. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with city names. Yeah. Indianapolis is fine, but sure. Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. (laughs) Tahoe. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Um, (laughs) I had actually different firsts than you. Nice. Uh, Andy's back from London officially. Like he's been back, but like then he went back. Like he was there for nineteen. So he's minutes. back to back, and he's permanently back from London. There you go. That though, that's, that's the, the first. first. Yeah, uh, and then I had a, a variant of your Tom one. I thought this is where mm. you were headed. Tom comes out on top of a business venture, because really this is the first time. Yes, he had to sell, but he came out cash positive. It was no failure, like Entertainment Seven Twenty. You know what? That great point. So I agree. It's a first for Tom. So yeah, good for him. How about um, last, Mark? Do you have any last? I have. Uh, I have. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I got a last today. It's uh, Leslie's last day as a, a city councilor. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you, yeah. You get her the, last day is that. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's the last day that Ann and Chris don't know what their baby's gender is. Yeah. There are lots of lasts in this one. Yeah. Last time we do this segment, like what? what so last time we, we ever this? say the word sauce. Good. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Yep. 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 Hey, let's speaking of that. Let's move into tropes. That's part of our sauce. Oh my yeah. God! What'd you yes. get this week? I have. I uh, made a mistake on tropes. You you, you did. Oh, you I did? clock them in real time. Oh, and I don't want to tell you how many. <laughs> well, that's all right. I mean, yeah, that's actually kind of impressive. Uh, I got twenty four. <laughs> Wow. But you know what I'm going to do instead of that? No. I'm just going to pick a couple highlights that you don't say. All right. Well, I did. I did pretty well. I have like 12. Wow. I think. 11. Between us, we got like 36 tropes. Some of them are probably the same. Yeah. Yeah. So we're over-prepared. Over-prepared LFP. Yeah. LFP. Yeah. Um, OP LFP. Um, My God. Dig it. I, I have... PBJ punching bag Jerry. Oh my God, yes. Um, and I always, because I'm lazy, I always include Jerry, Gary, Larry. 
Sure. Lenny. Lenny. Because <laughs> that, that, that's a thing now. You boring grandpa. Am I Lenny now? Um, I had... I don't know if this qualified for this exactly. Maybe not now that I think about it. I said Tom the Mogul. And I don't know if that's exactly true, but I I, th- I wanted to say like business sense, Tom, and yeah. I, that's not a great way to say it. I think it. the mogul works. We get it. I once again made the mistake where I put down mugs to the camera and then I expected you to flesh it out because I forgot to look. Were there any mugs to the camera? Ben. Was it just Ben? It was just Ben this episode. Okay. All right. Um, there's one brief one that you could almost argue it's April. But I'm not sure she's really making eye contact with the fourth wall. Gotcha. Okay, so, I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, Manic Leslie. Oh my God, yes. Um, Chris says literally. Yes. Uh, Leslie loves waffles. Yep. I missed that one. JJ's Diner. I missed that one. Dex Art is a pervert. Got that one. Um, City Hall murals. Oh, I missed that one. Um, and finally, Ben is a nerd because of the bridge from Inception. I did get that one. That was one of my last two. So Actually, what are got, like the 30 or so that I missed? Uh, the, I got one right after Ben is a nerd that I don't know what it means. So I'm just going to skip it. Mm. Um, I had Ben gives the best gifts. He has been very good at Next certain. to Leslie. Well, okay. Fair enough. Ben gives Leslie the best gifts. There you go. There you have it. That's the Nailed thing. Um, my version of uh, Tom is a mogul. Actually, I did capture it slightly differently. Tom thinks big. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like I that. I think that's where he's at now, right? And he's getting a lot of inspiration for that. But you know what? That's fine. Right. Take that inspiration and do your thing, right? Yep. Um, John Raffio is a man child. <laughs> that's a great one. Chris is super healthy where we talk about the superhero baby. I ate a carb. Yeah. yeah. I ate a carb. I want to mention that scene here in a minute uh, under Goofs, as a matter of fact. Um, I got Ron doesn't do personal, RDDDP. Mm. Yep. Um, what, what was that in the episode? I forget. He tries to pr- to basically give a compliment uh, there at, to Leslie, I think, and he doesn't do a good job of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even Leslie doesn't do personal very good. And of all the people. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That was actually yeah. one of my favorite parts where yeah. Ron gives her the kindly yeah, nod, the nod. And he looks like a Muppet when yeah. he does it. Like if you have the yeah. DVD or you can Check stream the episode, yeah. watch that. His so facial good. expression is hilarious. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like like you should be so proud to be getting this nod from me. <laughs> there right, it is. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got Ingrid can't relate. I mean, come on. That's a good one. Yeah, because she really can't. The Sorbonne and uh, Carl Lagerfeld. Uh, yeah. What is your life? Uh, what is your life? Um, I got Jerry as a klutz, which is a little different than PBJ, I yes. think. Yeah, because he, he destroys the renewable energy machine, which yes. is sad for everybody because now we got to figure that out again. I know. Um, Anne and Chris can't hate Dr. Saperstein. No. It's kind of a thing. Even though they're destroying one of their great friends' businesses. That's okay. We still love we you. We still love him. I'm lovable. I'm lovable. Um, Ron loves the free market. I think I said that one earlier. That's a good one. This one to get you. Ice Town Cloud. Ben oh, refers yeah, back. Oh, yeah, he does. You're right. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah, so I thought that was good. I think that little outtake... Or, or talking head was in the producer's I cut. believe you're right. There's, there are several scenes here, and I do want to, if you clocked anything on that, I want to talk about the differences a little bit other than the four minutes. Like, what did they do with it? Right. Um, I Just a couple more I'll mention, and we'll move on. Um, question marks. So when we're watching the, the you know, the inspiration from above, so to speak, on the, 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 the with the sex scandal breaking, mm-hmm. one of April's question marks is stuck to the television. <laughs> 
from a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Isn't that where Leslie wants to say, recall yes. Leslie, don't. Yeah. And then the question, question mark. mark. Yeah. And then she goes, I want to put these on stop signs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, raccoons rule Pawnee. Oh. It's a raccoon shanty raccoon town. Shanty town. Yeah. yeah. Harrison Brett are high. <laughs> I mean, we don't. We can't prove that, but no, we're pretty sure Harrison Brett are high. Yeah. Last one. Shauna has low standards. Sadly, that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Good Shana. job, man. Yeah. That's a big list. This yeah. Week. Lots of. But you know what? Some of the best episodes, they they use tropes to their advantage. And they're never the type of trope that I think trope has become kind of a bad word for. Right. Like, lazy. To me, well, a, a bad trope is a lazy thing. Right. Because you wouldn't say, oh, it's formulaic and therefore I can predict it. That's and so right. therefore I'm not interested yep. in it. This is actually making this more fleshed out. Like, you know what? It's a familiar. It's like yeah. a, it's like a. Makes you comfortable. It's like old shoes. Yes. Like they're comfortable. You yes. know what you're asking for. It helps flesh it out like a real life oh, Springfield. No, they're good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know about your shoes. My, my old ones don't smell great, but they're anyway, comfy. They are comfy. They have no sides, they, they're, but they're comfy. That's right. They have giant They're basically holes. sandals with <laughs> they, laces. They have become sandals over time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mark, did you have any goofs? I had one eye clocked that the internet may have had some, but I didn't look this week. I had one, um, and I can provide freeze frame fun uh, context Me with too. this. I got a time frame on mine. This is about the city of Pawnee Seal. Oh, no. What you got? So, it, apparently there's two different dates if so if you if you go through this producer's cut it's like the dvd or yeah. the or the the streaming or whatever yeah if you go to 2015 you see a very clear shot of and i think this is when uh jennifer barkley is consulting with her there it is and and so you see a very clear shot of the pawnee seal behind leslie's desk yes. and it has the date at the bottom 1816 now you you go forward to when she's giving her press conference and she's it's like at 23 minutes flat and she's very first walking out in, onto the podium and you can see a clear picture of the one behind her podium that has it as 1817. I mean at the end of the day who cares but I just thought it was interesting. I'm curious about this though. Did they resume out here? So if you go to 23 minutes when she first walks out you can see the whole thing. With I know it's hard to see that. So that is the state of Indiana seal. The other was the city of Pawnee seal. Son of a bitch. Really? Yeah. And I think I, I realized this because our, we just had our, not you know a few years ago now, we had our bicentennial for our state. We live in Indiana, just north of Pawnee, as we like to say. Yeah. And we had our bicentennial in, in uh, the 2017 there. Mm. So not the I, burst your bubble, but like, yeah. Well, it's not a goof. <clears throat> it's my, not a goof. It's, it's my goof. Mark made a goof. Yeah. Note it down today. Yes. Well, crap. Yeah. So Pawnee was founded before Indiana. That's a little weird to me, but not. I mean, it's a thing, though. I think that's true in many cities in Indiana hmm. before we are officially a state. Right. Interesting. Yeah. We were preparing for statehood that They're year. They're just a then, nomad city. Yeah. 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 We're just making stuff up at that point. <laughs> yeah, of course. Interesting. So sorry for the goof. I'm sorry for that, like disproving your that's goof. That's my official goof is I goofed. You goofed. All right. Yeah. Well, my what? official goof is that they did goof. Mm. And here's how they goofed, Mark. So if you go to 1501, basically, mm. this is the line where Chris says, I have literally never been more stressed out. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the standard cut, and this is one of the differences, they cut to the next scene. In the producer's cut, they go on and this is where he eats the carb. Oh, yeah. Well, 
the restaurant ambiance soundtrack that's been playing during the entire scene dies. It's gone. It's dead silent beginning at 1501 after Chris says his line. Oh, like it's just weird. And I, maybe if you don't have headphones on, you don't hear it. But, you know, we typically listen a little closer than most people, I suppose. Right. And uh, yeah, they forgot to put in the little audio. Little background. Yeah, the uh, ambiance. Fully. The restaurant yeah, ambiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Just, interesting. Just interesting. Yeah. Because it was a little jarring when I heard it. I'm like, whoa, what happened? Huh. So. That's my goof. I didn't catch it. Yeah. Nice job. It's an audio goof. That may be a first. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can get a video goof next time. Yeah. One of the other types of goofs. Mark, did you have any fun facts? I did not this week. Well, I'll say them now because you're going to disprove them. But, uh, <laughs> I'm so but sorry. I, I have one that's, uh, well, we already talked about, you can see Mike Shore in, yeah, in, in the catcher, right? Yeah. Um, we had already also said, you know, depending on whether you consider London parts one and two to be one large episode or two Correct, episodes, yeah. this is either the 99th yeah, or, or the 100th, 100th episode. Yeah. Um, I like to count them as two. So yeah. I think this is a 100th episode. Yeah. We just had our 100th episode. So I, I like to count it that way, too. That's right. I mean, we're at like 150 with all of our specials and all those things. Like right. We're right. way up there. But like our canon episodes we've crossed 100 now right so yeah yes yeah yeah yes yay parks yeah yes yeah we're we're also closing in on 150,000 downloads yeah i saw that yeah so any day now noise and then the only other thing i had i think we've mentioned this in the past you know Kristen bell goes on to uh star in a show that you're going to watch yeah, uh, called the the good place the another good place. mike shore yeah. uh, vehicle and I, uh, I did see the pilot and i do want to watch it yeah yeah and you know how to spell it and uh, adam scott uh was in that show with Kristen bell ah uh, there you go so yeah yeah nice fun fact yeah that's terrific that's what we got mark let's get into our scores and wrap this thing up oh i'm gonna here we go uh all right episode mvp uh, what am i gonna say uh i'm gonna say uh my episode co-mvps are adam scott as ben wyatt and henry winkler is Dr. Lou Sepperstein. Oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that. Uh, <laughs> usually, you need to turn off your mic when you say that. Otherwise, oh, it discredits it. you. Okay. Shoot. So here, here's my reasoning. I, I thought that this episode did a really good job of using, as we like to say, their deep comedic bench, including the massive amount of guest stars. There were actually, I thought, a lot of characters in this episode that I could see getting the MVP nod. Like Andy's back from London and used for almost pure comic relief. Yep. Tom has a great journey. He does. Uh, Leslie deals with big life changes and potential life-altering ideas. But I decided to go with Ben and Dr. Saperstein. So there, there's always a debate that runs through my head about giving the spotlight to the main character or those mm. that support them the best. It's the old Frodo versus Samwise yeah. uh, argument yeah. for Lord of the Rings fans. Sure, sure. Um, I think that it's a given that Amy Poehler is great as Leslie, and she almost always does a fantastic job. And this is true for this episode as well, but... I do think this was a great, great example of Manic Leslie preparing to go off the rails yet again and benefiting greatly for, from the yin to her yang, her spouse and soulmate, yeah. Ben freaking Wyatt. I agree. Ben gives great gifts. Ben always seems to know what Leslie needs. Ben gives her support in consistent, kind, thoughtful, smart ways. Um, getting the gang to give her feedback, good idea. Ensuring she knows they will all support her no matter what, very touching. Hiring Jennifer Barkley to tell mm -hmm. Leslie how it is, 
priceless because I don't think Ben knew exactly what Jennifer was going to say to her. I think that he just genuinely wanted to give Leslie the best advice he could, no matter what that advice was. And what better way than to find someone who is very smart and just doesn't care enough to lie to you. So well done. I I thought it was great. Uh, That's good job. Samwise Ben. Yep. Regarding Henry Winkler, hey, well, how could you not like him? Oh God, so first good. of all, he's lovable. Um, and more importantly to me, he and to a degree, Ben Schwartz are what saved the sea story from being rather uninteresting. That's fair. From a plot perspective, I understand why they're focusing on Anne and Chris and their soon to be born child. I mean, they're leaving the series. It makes sense yeah. to focus on what's driving their lives in these last few yeah. episodes. I yeah. get it. And their decision to move away. But unfortunately, while it may make sense from a plot perspective, Anne and Chris don't always bring the laughs. And so that's kind of how I felt about the sea story. It wasn't bad. I mean, the Anne and Chris were, were fine. And they, there were a few funny moments, but it didn't really grab me. And, and in a general, I felt a little bored and I felt like Dr. Saperstein like saved it. And I was just like, I love this guy. Yeah. So I wanted to give a tip of the hat. I always like Henry Winkler and just about anything I see him in. So great job, Fonzie. I love him on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I do follow him. He actually has a great post usually. I got I to follow him. Yeah. Um, welcome back, Star-Lord. Even though he didn't have very many lines, I love, love, love Andy being back and being used for pure freaking comic relief. Um, Andy having what seems to be chronic jet lag, funny. Andy taking a bare-assed whiz right in the middle of the bullpen, so good, priceless. Yeah. <laughs> I am very glad they finally made more use of Kevin Simons as, oh, yeah. as Councilman Dexter. Yeah, He's a very, nice. very funny man with yeah. serious comedic chops. Yeah, and and the character of Dexter is just weird and perverted yeah. and over the top enough i think it pays off every now and again to have him as more than just a a flitting background image while in council chambers especially since nine times out of ten at least recently if it, if a councilman is going to get attention it's usually jammed yeah. as not that yeah. john not not that john glazer doesn't do a fantastic job he does. he does but there's so much talent in all of them it's a shame to see it go to waste i know we've yep. said that before um Speaking of Dexart, I loved his televised press conference regarding his sex scandal. Not only was Dexart's uh, list of pseudonyms hilarious, but if you look to the right, look at the facial expressions of Dexart's wife. Oh, my god! Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Not to mention we got introduced to text texting. (laughs) Sexting from a restaurant. Sex text texting, yeah. in general, apart from the plot lines and the great individual call-out performances, I thought this episode did two things that this show is frequently known for. It made great use of its deep bench of guest stars I, I and, and its, its uh, cast. Yeah. I already mentioned that. Yeah. And they came up with great, funny, memorable jokes, one-liners, and physical comedy moments. Like there are there were so many jokes in this episode, it's almost impossible to remember them all. I'm Bert Hadley and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. Andy taking a whiz in the bullpen, Jerry coming up with a solution for renewable energy only to sneeze and to destroy the prototype, and asking if Domino's delivers to the restaurant. Dr. Saperstein talking to Trevor, is it done? <laughs> John Ralphio being open-minded as hell. Uh Dex Arts press conference ron's reaction to the term business liaison i don't like french words i mean just on and on and on there are all these moments that i just thought were particularly good and sharp and funny um so i just wanted to call that out um nitpicks like i said sea story could have been better 
I get it. It was it's the weak point I thought of the episode. So I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't think Rashida Jones or Rob Lowe did a bad job by any means. It's just meh. It is what it is. Um, all right. So onto the crazy Mark rubric. I'm gonna give this sucker a four. Um, I almost gave it a four point five, but I want to give some other points in other areas. And I didn't think it deserved it in the plot necessarily for all of them. I thought the A and B stories were great. C story was just okay. So I'll give it a four. I want to give a half point for a great performance by episode co-MVP Adam Scott has been Wyatt. I want to give uh, one whole point to not only a good use of the deep comedic bench, but also a very nice list of guest stars, including my other episode co-MVP Henry Winkler as nice. Dr. Luce Aperstein. Yep. Also, Catherine Hahn as, Hahn as Jennifer Barkley, Kristen Bell, Ingrid DeForest, Ben Schwartz, John Ralphio, Kevin Simons as Sexy Dexy Councilman yep. Dexart, Allison Becker as The Tweep, Mark Evan Jackson as Trevor Nelson, adopted brother Jay Jackson as Perd Happley. Okay, yeah. not really. Um, Colton Dunn as Brett, Harris Whittles oh as God. Harris. Uh, and I also want to call out two of the people that were on the Pawnee Shark Tank, oh, the, yeah. like the idea pictures. Yeah. The guy who did Dan Cole played Greg Phillips, who invented yeah. the phone abacus or yeah, phone, because. phone because. And then Abby McBride, whose character name yeah. was probably Jennings. I love that. First name, probably. probably. Yeah. That is awful and we great fun at the with same names time. And their tropes, Mark. We did. Oh, my God. Shame on us. I know it. She invented the automated word counter. Get out. Two, Two. words. Um, so one point for all that. I'm going to give one point for what I wanted to call out as good performances, even though they weren't co-MVPs. Good performances by Amy Poehler as Leslie Nope, Aziz Ansari as Tom Haverford, Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer, and Catherine Hahn as Jennifer Barkley. I thought they did great jobs, and I wanted to give them a point call out for that. Um I'm going to give half point for what I call the Springfield combo. Like, again, I said it before, I'll say it again. All the recurring characters, all the tropes uh, uh, that once again make Pawnee feel like a real life Springfield from The Simpsons. They, they did a really good job with yeah. that. Um, I'm going to give half point for what I call the Shark Tank combo. Like all the hilarious pitches made by everyone, including the Parks and Rec gang. I thought that was great. Um, I'm going to give half point for what I call the joke combo. I already mentioned this above, so I won't go through the list, but there are so many memorable jokes in this episode. Just like it's great, great job. I'm going to give half point for what I call the resolution combo. Leslie deciding not to run again. Tom realizing he could do what April did to make a new job title for himself. And Ann and Chris finding out their baby's gender. And finally, I'm going to give half point for what I've used before. I'm going to call it the bookend combo. I love the cold open with Andy's jet lag ending with a romp with April as she sprays him with a garden hose inside the house. And Leslie and Ben talking in front of their bench by the mural of wildflowers and ending with their whirlwind trip to Paris. So you add up all the crazy mark points there and you come up with 9.0 little Sebastians. Mm -hmm. I also watched the standard cut versus the producer's yeah. cut. I like the producer's cut more, but I don't think enough to give it a different score. So I'm going to stick with nine for, for both uh, episodes. Um, another strong one. I was really impressed with this. They, they're they they're not running out of gas by any means. So, um, Alan, that's some pretty sweet sauce there, eh? Oh, my God. Rock the scuba. It's been a minute since we did that one, and it fits today, doesn't it? It certainly you know, does. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Scuba Incoming yep. Caught. All right. So um, 
A lot of good points there, Mark. I, I will do my best not to repeat all of them. I will start with my MVPs. I have five. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Which should tell you a little something about how I thought about the episode. Uh-huh. So I, 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 I kind of split it. I said from the cast perspective, like the standard cast, uh, Amy and Adam, like they just, they're the dynamic duo. They're the yin and yang. Um, I think, you know, Ben is not Ben, the, the Ben we love without Leslie there to kind of, you know, inspire and support him. She brings and, out his best. Absolutely. And totally vice versa, right? Like Amy could be somewhat intolerable or uh, Leslie, of course, could be somewhat intolerable at times in her manic modes. But Ben always kind of brings her back to center. And I think here he was really struggling with how to do that. And then the brilliant idea of bringing in Jen Barkley, right? Yep. I mean, you know, uh, $1,200 for some peace of mind. And I think it made a change in Leslie's life because if she'd gone down this path, how bad that would have been, right? I mean, yep. I love the phrase uh, morons and monsters, college band name called it. Nailed it. Um, like that, that some of the writing in this episode is so particularly good that it's, you almost forget to think about it. Like that's a good episode. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, the, I'm giving the writers an MVP too. Why not? Right. Sure. The technical cast and crew. Amazing. MVP. MVP. Um, Everybody. Three, You're like Oprah. Almost <laughs> everyone gets a car. Um, but specifically uh, on the guest star side, Catherine Hahn, Henry Winkler, Kevin Simons. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like, they're all so good. Like, and honestly, Really, Henry Winkler is a relatively small part here, but he saves the sea story. Like without it, I really don't love the sea story. And I think without it, I also would not have given this score, which allowed it to raise, in my mind, up a half a point. Not just because of his performance, but because of the way they interwove it. Mm -hmm. So A story, great. B story, really good. C story, I said, okay, plus, and the plus comes from Dr. Saberstein. It right. just does. Um, but great guest stars in here. You've already pointed out all those. I won't repeat them, but those three in particular. Agreed. Um, you know, overprepared Leslie scheduling a press conference before she even knows what she's going to say. So Leslie, yeah. right? Um, interesting. Like, you know, it makes you realize you're going to have to make a decision. So from a motivational standpoint, it's not a, it's weird, right? We wouldn't do it, but it's, it's not a bad idea for her, I guess. I'll say it that way. So most normal humans, no, don't do that please. Cause you know, but I love what she did with the press conference. You know, I think that she was, I think she thought in her head, she wanted to capitalize on the timing of this, of, the of, sex scandal. Sure. Right. right. And, and I think at the point she called it, she probably believed she was going to announce her candidacy. Right. In fairness. Right. But, you know, it became pretty evident quickly that she didn't know what she was going to do exactly. Right. And most sane people would have called off the press conference at that point, but not Leslie. And we love her for that. Right. Um, the whole Bensley vibe in this episode, I think, just really sells the A story, you know, capped by a romantic trip to Paris at the end. You just don't get any better than that. Um, the gift giving, uh, we've already mentioned Jen Barclay's presence in that story. Just amazing. Um, I Like you said a little bit as well, I was, I love John Glazer, but we've been jammed so many times for so many weeks in a row in the city council. It was really nice to have Kevin Simons back. 
uh, a guest on our show, by the way. Right. One of our first guests. That's what, right. Was he the first guest? Yeah. He was our first guest. He certainly was. Yeah. Um, I, I meant to reach out to him actually just to see, because we, we've chatted a few times, so I, I'm pretty sure he would have commented. I wanted to see. I remember we talked about this episode with him, you know, the sex text mexting. I mean, it's, just, it's <laughs> right. classic. So if you get a chance to go out and re-listen to our interview, I'm actually going to do that too. I, I did not get a chance to do that again, but maybe we can have Kevin or maybe some of those early guests back on as we wrap up the show. How cool would that be? That would be way cool. I, I'm going to see if we can make that happen uh, with our producers. So um, <clears throat> great use of the comedic bench in general. And um, overall, I feel like this may be the best episode of season six so far. I give it nine and a half little Sebastians. And I think if they could have fixed the problems with the C story, and I don't know if they're fixable, frankly, um, this could have been a, a 10 I, I It was right there on the nine, nine and a half for me. And I just like the episode so much that I probably gave it the extra oomph uh, to get it to the nine and a half based on how I felt about it, not necessarily just scoring on its technical merits. Yeah. So that's where I landed. Yeah, I, I respect that. Um, I mean, even the C story, when I rethink about it, it's I not bad. No, it's not bad. I, I think Rashida Jones, I'm not a huge fan of that plot line. I don't think they did a ton of funny stuff with it plot wise. But that I may have been like it, when we talk about predictable tropes, it might have actually suffered that a little bit. The hungry pregnant woman. Right. I mean, again, I think they made it very parks. You know what I mean? And they took it to another level where she's going to put the woman's face in a deep fryer if she didn't get her appetizer in right, 30 right. seconds. But, um, but but again, you know, it did rest on maybe some standard tropes a little bit. The C story specifically. But having said that, I think that Rashida Jones and Rob Lowe actually had m more than one moment each where they like, okay, that was a pretty funny delivery. Agreed. You know? So I, I give them credit. Yeah. Even their worst story wasn't horrible yeah. it wasn't bad that, that's why i'm at a nine and a half i think if it hadn't been that good i would have easily been at an eight and a half or a nine instead of a nine or a nine and a half so right. um no i i the one of my favorite episodes of this season so far for sure i think it ranks up there against many of the season three and four and fives that are in the nine plus for sure nice it goes in the hall of fame i'm just saying all right yeah i'll buy that which we, we got to look at from a large perspective next season to kind of look back and say you know what are the best of each season? And, you know, what is our maybe our top 10 list? Right. For right. the show. Now, Alan, did you mention whether your score was different between the standard I did not mention. No, in fact, I just nodded when you said it because I felt the same way. Um, I watched the standard cut. I felt like it was it was it was a nine by itself. Um, I, I'm not saying they get a different score. I'm just saying I didn't think about it much deeper than that, that it was already pretty darn good at 21 minutes. So by having the extra there, I felt like maybe that just did rise it up a little bit. Um, to say it differently, though, if I had to score, I would not take away for the difference, if that makes sense. Yeah, I confused I, myself, but what I, you know what I mean? I think, like, I I think just, I'm the same way. I actually, yeah. I don't think I'm that far away from you because I, I think that the standard edition, the standard aired edition deserves a nine. Yeah. And I thought the producer's cut was better. I just couldn't quite get to nine and a half, but you I don't think I was that need, far off. You know what we need? We need quarter points. We certainly do. And we need better parking spaces. Oh my God. Yeah. And leadership. And leadership. And less sauce. Less freaking sauce. I think that's it. 
I think we've we've nailed it, Mark. That's yep. the show. If we can get that right next week, it'd be worth listening to. I'm gonna go back out to the food trucks. <laughs> you really should. Yeah, I, I need some more coffee. That. Yeah. Oh my God, do I need more coffee? <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark, you know, uh, we should probably mention that we'll be back eventually at some point. I don't know when. Whenever we feel like it, I guess. Is that fair to say? Yeah. We're still doing that every other week thing, but we're about to wrap it up in the fall. We're going to be back weekly episodes. Yes. Finishing out some vacation schedule stuff and looking forward to it. It'll be, Mark, a bit of a new beginning for us, I think, which, oh my God, that's the name of the next episode. New beginnings. Wow. Weird. Nice tie-in. Wacky stuff there. Yeah. Is that yeah. episode four? Uh, that would be what? Oh, New Hope. Sorry. <laughs> oh my Sorry. God. Yeah, I forgot you're a Star Trek fan. That's just called Star Wars. Let's mm. just be honest about it. Yeah. New Hope, my ass, whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> now, you know what? In fairness, it's in the script. Yeah. He did. He he knew what he was doing there. Uh, Star Trek's still better. So, but, you know, like, let's fight. Let's fight about this. Internet. So, you know, I'm looking over at your wall here. I know. Do I see thought... a phaser or do I see a lightsaber? You There's giant a lightsaber, freaking nerd. Um, and some Star Wars posters and Star Wars Legos. And yeah. You know what? But in my boxes, that's uh -huh. that's I, where your treasure is. Oh my god! Yeah, so much treasure. Yeah. I have so many tons and tons of treasure toys. <laughs> <laughs> I I gave that up in my twenties collecting, but I had quite a collection going. And I'd say if you put it all on the table, it leans a little Star Trek ish. Mm -hmm. I'd say in recent time, although I'm really getting back into all the different Star Treks. Like mm -hmm. there are nine Star Trek shows on right now. If you count all the animated shows and everything, it might be a little too much. In fact, favorite but, series of see, Star Trek. The, yeah. You see that ladies and gentlemen, there's a pained expression that came on Alan's face when I asked him to pick his favorite. There's no it's right like, answer. Like, to it's this. like Sophie's choice. It is. Or, I mean, Stewart's uh, choice, or, Patrick Stewart. Or, 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 well, Mine's, probably, mine's probably next, next generation. generation. Probably next generation. I love original series. And I and I actually really liked Picard. Lots of things I could say I wish they'd done differently. But again, I think it's Patrick Stewart. It's absolutely. And here at the end of Picard, spoiler, he's got the whole gang from Next Generation back together here in the third season. It's pretty cool. Everyone's freaking old now, mm. but still fun. Yeah. So anyway, you know what, Mark? We should wrap this up. Okay. I'm crashing now. I need, I need some more that coffee. seventh cup of coffee. So, <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompani.com for more details or to contact us. Well, in the press room, Leslie is about to have her own moment of truth, and we don't yet know the direction of her future yet. Yet? Mm -hmm. Yet? Lots of yets there, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I proofread most of these, apparently not all the way up you to know, V. If you put a penny uh -huh. on the arm of the record player, it'll yeah. keep it from skipping. Oh my God, I should try that. Yeah. Put a penny on my head. Yep. See how that works? Yep. <laughs>